morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Hey everybody, welcome. Bandit Radio Hour. Uh, my therapy, my mother's hope, my father's disappointment. Uh, I and my aggravation. Yeah, that too. But any guy, anyways, guys, welcome. It's been a minute. We have been uh, busy as hell. I think we say this every episode. Adulting is hard. Uh, like we were planning on, like we're not going to do it every week. We're going to do it every two weeks, and it's more like every three or four. Uh, me dealing with ranch stuff. Merce dealing with worse stuff. Public service announcement: If you ever think of going to law school, just don't. It's it's terrible. Oh, yeah. It is miserable. We're gonna we're gonna dig into that for a second because something like I've always thought about with law school, and I've always heard like about this. I never want to do it because I've looked at law technical language, and I'm like, this is horseshit, hocus pocus. Like this is not real life. This All you is, do is read. Um, but something I was always like, well, the like a good thing about it is like, don't they grade on a curb? So it's like you just you don't have to be perfect. You just have to do almost as good as the best person in your class who, if they're an idiot, like, great. But what's the what's the scenario you had going on? Oh, a kid for the first time in my professor's like 15 years teaching there got a perfect score on one of the exams. So there is no curve. Yeah, <laughs> she's like and then the average of everybody else was like the highest that she's ever had. So I'm just like in a class with also equally like I did well, too. But like, yeah, there is no you got it. So so you are now the Beverly Hillbilly of class. Oh, oh, would that tell you about the possum? That's what I want you to tell me about now. OK, so hang so, on. So, yeah. so so how many people are in this class? Uh, there's probably like 50 and in, in my section, and then right. we basically go to like all our classes together. It's the same like fifty kids, like in each class is how two, they kind of arrange. Two follow up questions: um, Are any of them from the south? Are any of them from a rural area? I would say some are from the south. Some are like from Miami and stuff. I don't think that's any, not the south. Yeah, well, south, <laughs> south of me, but I don't think any are from. Uh, you know, some are from Florida and different things, but I don't uh, think any are from like a rural area. Like no. suburbs is as rural as they get. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a park is mind-blowing. It's nature. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so anyways, you know, so I guess I'd make, like, random comments, or I'm a little hickish about, you know, different things, you know. I, they you ask, do a knee slap and a, a hook every now and then? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, they ask, like, going around, like, career, like, what you did before school, and, you know, I'm like, I was a crop duster. <laughs> like, what's that? It's like, I sprayed corn with an airplanes. Cattle worker. Yeah. Uh, so, ditch digger. Yeah, like, we're like, what do you do on the weekends? Like, I go back home to Arcadia. They're like, where's that? And I was like, it's just cows and orange trees, and it used to be orange trees. And so anyways, I'm... I guess my comments were ever here and there and I'm sitting there in class and we get done with the class and get ready to leave. And this one kid I'm kind of friends with, he comes walking up to me out of nowhere. He's like, Hey man, you got to get rid of a possum. Hang on, did he say it like that? Or are you adding the accent to it? I'm going to guess I'm adding my accent, okay. to it, but he's like, Hey man, do you know how to get rid of a possum? And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, we got this possum in my garage. And he's like, and I knew my, and my buddy said, and hang on. I, I just have, I know what your brain did. Because there's like, like just knowing you, you're like, I need to fully answer his question on how to get rid of this possum problem that he has. Like your brain, like, like oh, I did. I gave uh, him like a multiple case scenario. And I was like, I was like, well, I was like, is it like in a garage? You guys like have a bunch of neighbors' cats or anything? And he's like, well, yeah, kind of. It's like where you can like, I was like, okay. I was like, what you need to do is you need to go get radiator fluid and a Coca Cola. And he's like, Coca Cola. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, because you just put like, like put like out a, a saucer pan of radiator fluid and you put the Coca-Cola in it to make it extra sweet. And when the possum will come and drink the, co the radiator fluid, it'll, it'll kill the hell out of that possum. And I just go on this like tirade about here's the most efficient ways to get a possum out like, of your hair. Good for you. And he's like, okay. It's like, well, I told my buddy, I was like, I got this kid that kind of farms that he'd know how to get rid of it. And he leaves. And then it's like, I'm later sitting, like sitting down reading it, like rehash the conversation back in my head. I'm like, son of a bitch. The kid has a possum problem, and his first thought is, 
I know what redneck some gun is going to know how to get rid of this possum. And then what pissed me off even more is that I knew exactly how to get rid of the possum yeah, with yeah. the most redneck white trash way possible. You fulfilled the stereotype too, T. It's like, not only am I going to tell you one way to kill a possum, here is a multiple case battle plan scenario for if you're engaging multiple possums in multiple scenarios. Yeah. But side note, don't like just... PSA or like warning, don't just go put out like because it'll kill dogs, cats, yeah. neighbors, like it'll kill everything. Don't just like leave it up, it'll kill children. Don't don't put out radiator fluid, people. Spe- speaking of radiator fluid. It was oh. a one case scenario where it was like locked in the garage. So yeah. like Dude, holy, holy hell. By the way, hang on, public service announcement from the bandit. There's gonna be a slight change of programming. I, I say slight because I'm probably not gonna totally follow through on this. I'm trying to quit cussing, or at least greatly reduce it. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'd, I'd love to. I'm still cussing, but, like, my nine-year-old daughter has, like, started calling me out on it, and I, and don't get me wrong, I knew I'd call my dad out on, like, the little cusses he'd let slip there and here and there, but. I'm, he was a baseball coach. They weren't, they weren't little slips. Dude, even whenever we won games, he would talk to us longer than the team that lost. <laughs> like, boy, here's how you messed up. Here's how you, but anyways, like she's like, and I don't, I try not, I don't cuss in front of her. I can turn that part of my brain off, but it's like when she's in the next room and I don't know it and I'm talking to somebody on the phone or something like that and I'll walk out. She said, you said the F word like five times. And I'm like, you're probably right. I need to cut that out. Damn it. Uh, so, yeah. just No, I'm trying trying to back that off. Um, so, sorry, I say we get a, just a community, like, swear jar. I mean, I'm not going to pay into it, but if you're trying to quit. I need the electric chip from South Park that can hear you cussing and, like, shocks you every time it does it. Well, I think Elon Musk is coming out with the brain. Nearly. There so we go. There I'll be first in line for cussing. Sure, Elon Musk. I'll give you the keys to my existence in my head. You just short circuit like all modern technology. If you're the biggest Elon Musk fanboy, like who who's on board with letting them put a microchip in your brain? Under no under no situation would I ever think that's a good idea. No, I'm I'm even if it makes even if you got a calculator in your head and you can do all this, like what's stopping you from hacking it? Like say if if you had like a severe like mental issue, like Parkinson's or something, and it they're like it could help. At that point, then yes, I'm willing to take the risk. If it'll dramatically change like your At life, no yeah. point am I like, hey, yeah, it can just make me like it can help. Like, no. Why can't you have sunglasses or like glasses that are like like have that same microchip that can do all that? Oh, they have they have like the Google. Glass yeah, I've seen things. like, but it's like all right, if they can make that for the brain, just make it where that stuff pops up in a yeah, HU HUD display and turn me into a video game. That'd be cool. Like having Master Chief's view of everything. On your uh, sunglasses. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Couldn't think of it t- correctly. Um, but no, dude. So the last weeks, let me think. What all has happened? I'll start. I'll start with last night. Actually, uh, I don't. Uh, Merce is my witness. Uh, do I really party anymore? Hey, like I used to. No. <laughs> Not many people are capable. There, there, there was a time where trucks have been rolled, things have been destroyed, ankles have been snapped. I was, I was a mess. I was a fun mess. I was a mess. We were all wild. I got drug out of parties. We got, yeah, literally drug Merce behind the cooler when he rolled his ankle. Uh, escaped. Roll, rolled a truck across the pasture. Doing donuts with a beer in hand. Like, oh, we were, we were a sight to behold. I don't really do that a whole lot anymore. I got kids. My alcohol tolerance is below sea level nowadays. Uh, so is New Orleans, but they're actually, their alcohol tolerance is high, but physically, yes, they are below sea level. Uh, but I went out, like I got invited to, to a party last night and I'm like, I'll, I'll go out. It's been a long time. It's in my extended family's neck of the woods in case anything goes wrong. I can, you know, get out of there, get to a safe place. Cause all right, getting invited to a party. You don't know. I don't know about you, Merce. I've been through like two different extremes of the scenarios. There's the, on one end, there's the one where I show up in kind of like my nicer jeans and my nicer button-up shirt. And I get there and everyone's like much more formal than I am. And I'm like, oh, I kind of look like a hick kind of walking in here. And it's, you know, this more up upper scale than I'm used to. Then there's the other end. 
where you show up dressed like that, just nice pearl snap in your jeans. And it's like, oh, everybody here's smoking meth in a trailer. <laughs> like this, uh, I'm, I o- have all my teeth. Oh. I am king. Yeah. I am overdressed for this scenario. I'm gonna, but I'm not rude. I will finish my beer before I leave. Like that seems to, so like last night I got invited to a party. I'm going to go out. All right, I uh, uh, I get told to wear like a Canadian tuxedo so I can look like a cowboy, you know, the, like denim jeans and denim shirt, whatever. And I get there in the costume that's been selected for me. That was, I gotta admit, it was too good. I it still ended up being a cowboy, but it wasn't the denim. It was it was a literally a cow onesie, like yeah. the, like then you, you can see it on Twitter. And you're a boy, it, so it, yeah, I'm a cowboy, and uh, went to it. It was it was a. Uh, uh, Anyways, I got really drunk and I'm hungover now. So, uh, oh, but one thing I wanted to say about it, you know something I don't like about alcohol, which it's a key factor in the it. Hangover, well, of course. But like a more key factor in it is it makes you overconfident without thinking about it. Which, like, of course, like that's the basic of alcohol. But there's like there's like a lot of Cubans and Venezuelans at this party. Awesome people to party with. Uh, uh, had a fun time, but. uh they're like, I say something about, you know, conversation comes up. I say something about grew up on a ranch, same old, same old, worked with Mexicans, know a little bit of Spanish. And right when I said I know a little bit of Spanish, I'm like, you don't know shit. Like, you, you know, know. I've heard you say, you can say sentences. No, 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 no. To white people, I know Spanish. Oh. To, I can like ranch things. I can yeah. Espanol it out. Yeah, I would but, say that. I would still say that's a, for when, me, I would say that's a little bit of Spanish. But when you're drunk and playing Jenga with five Venezuelans and Cubans and shit. And I'm like, I know a little bit of Spanish. They're like, oh, tu habla espanol. I'm like, I know how to say arriba, which is higher. <laughs> I know how to say abajo, which is lower. And I know how to say circa de linea, which is the fence. <laughs> like, I, I, that's, that's my realm of it. Not this whole, like, donde esta, the, the library. I can never remember that. Uh, but, so, yeah, like, it's selective. So Libraria. No, it's... Well, it's not Libraria. Beligra- no, Beligrapho is book. Anyways, moving past that. Got overconfident, said I knew Spanish. So then as soon as I said it, I was like, I don't know shit about Spanish compared to what these folks do. But had a damn good time. Now, the past couple of weeks, you speaking of radiator fluid. So I like... Biblioteca. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Man, I was Beligrapho. I was close. Uh, but so like growing up, I, I was kind of blessed and cursed to like in, in a lot of different ways to grow up on this huge ranch, mostly blessed. But like in one of the ways that kind of cursed when it came to like typical ranching stuff, like mechanicing and working on equipment and figuring out how it works. We had a shop to take that to take it to the shop, drop it off. Don't look at it till it's fixed by somebody else. And, uh, it was, it might've been right before or right after the last show. I can't, can't remember if we talked about it before. But I was trying to be a good steward of my tractor. I was doing the regular maintenance on it before I mowed. I pulled a screen out to blow it out and get all the stuff out. Went to put the screen back in. Smashed a hole in my radiator. Just whoopsie-daisied. Since then, I've spent probably about two full days uninstalling, getting the radiator fixed, reinstalling it, driving and mowing, having another hole pop up in the radiator, un- taking it out, getting it fixed, reinstalling it. I just got to say on that end, it is nice to learn some mechanical sh- stuff, but I was I was cussing and spitting the whole time I did it. It's like uh, growing up like this, like dad did all most of our stuff or I've helped him or, you know, I was the one I was getting yelled at, like the memes of like, hold the flashlight. Oh my Lord. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's somebody was like, how did, how do you learn how to do all this stuff? It's like, Oh, cause we're poor. Yeah. <laughs> really, I do. We had nobody else. <laughs> and now I'm like, finally at 33, I'm like, I'm the poor one. Yeah. I can, I have to do this. And thank, thank the Lord for now. Like there's at least YouTube videos or forums where other people, you can kind of like, you can kind of fumble your way through stuff. Let me not take too much credit. It's not like I sat there and did it all hundred percent by myself and figured it out. We did it the old fashioned way. I called, (laughs) I called the guy I talked about with a pocket that doesn't carry a pocket knife Uh, on a ranch. And I was like, can you help me out with this radiator? He's like, I'll be right there. And just, I'm like, you're 65 with nothing to do on a Tuesday and coming over to help. Thank you. Like, you're awesome. Uh, me, and, me and James got it out. But, but like, we got interrupted by that. The one cool, interesting thing we were, like, like really ranch-related in the past couple of weeks we did was we got all of our cattle worked. 
and we got all the cows worked, all their calves worked, got them organized, which ended up being like over 400. We got to do ours in like the next month. Yep, it's October. That's It is October, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to do it right like in Florida, the kind of the, the at a bare minimum, right after it's done being super hot and right before it's super hot or actually spraying you're you're getting hot when you do yeah, it it's, we usually try to it's between like now and thanksgiving is usually about when we get ours worked yep. and then it's again uh usually about like beginning of may and y'all gotta understand for those that don't it ain't nothing but arcadians listening to this when we say work the cows we mean bring get them all out of the pasture bring them all to the pens give them all the different medicines they need for surviving florida because uh if you don't do this to the cows they end up pretty shitty and pretty miserable. So, like, it's, yeah, that, that's what we got to do. Fly spray, your tags. But it's, like you know, on the big ranch I, I used to work on, we always had, like, a standard cow crew. And now it's, like, up to me and my mom, like, calling different. Merce was a part of it for a little bit. Like, we need help. <laughs> Please, we'll pay you money. <laughs> Just no, give us. for us, trying to find a weekend to get different cowboys that can come help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we got it done. And uh, one of them. One of the cowboys we had come help. We knew he we knew he was good with working with horses, and he does a lot of independent work. But his name's James. Now I gotta give you an idea of James. James is about six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds, easy, like he, he, big boy, like tall, broad. Right. Uh, he. I asked him what got him into the cattle working business, and in his words, I'm gonna try to say it in like his voice. Well, my daddy put me on a horse when I was six months old, and I never looked back. I would say most people don't become a cowboy by choice. I would say you're either born into it, or you're put in a situation financially, or your own life choices. That it's your yeah. only. It's it's your only choice. I'll tell you what's cool though. Like there was when I worked for the State Department, there was one guy I worked with who was like born in the suburbs of Tampa, and he was like rodeo and he will, but like not like fancy he's like like i make my own ropes i make my own head stalls i make oh, like badass i think that's i think that's rare and yeah and he, he's like i want this life like my goal is to get like 300 acres i could put cows on and get out of the suburbs i'm like you are like more awesome than more most of these cowboys that grew up doing this because you're starting off ignorant and jumping knee deep into it right uh but no, so James, the the one detail I've left out about James, James is black as night. He is a huge black boy. And here's here's why that's so important. Cause I went to his house the other day to like he's also done some like private work for us. And uh he introduced me to his cat that's named Spook. Huh. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. It's a black a, and white he's a cat. Scaredy cat. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's go with that. It's October theme. But uh getting into it. I'm working with another boy that knows James, and, uh, and I'm like, have you ever met James? He goes, oh, I know of him. I'm from Lake Placid. And uh, I go, oh, what, what about him? He goes, well, I know he was in high school a couple of years ago. You remember when all the Rebel Flag stuff was, like, going on, like them getting angry in parks and stuff? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, I know that James wore, like, a Rebel Flag cowboy hat, Rebel Flag denim jacket, Rebel Flag pants, and Rebel Flag boots to school just to screw with everybody. And I was like, if it was... Like take and of course I'm Southern, so I've got I've got my biases, people. But just put that in any other situation. I love the person that does that. Like, yeah. well, this just shows they're a free thinker. The, they got their own opinion, and it's like the guys. Like another example of that, slightly different, was like during the the international soccer matches, like down in Dubai, when the the English people wore like their Crusader shirts yeah. underneath oh, that was under, so underneath great. their clothes. And I was like, y'all got balls, Speaking man. Of crusades. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, hang on. Hey, well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that evergreen. I mean, God, God wills it. Just, depending on who you ask Ghost, and which God, sure. It's a, I think the whole problem is the world. It's the same God. It's the interpretations of said God yeah. that everybody's mad about. All right, hang on. All right, we're getting off on a side rant for a second. Uh, I'll, I'll end it like this. Thank God that black cowboy came out and helped us because James is a badass and like can throw around 400-pound calves like they're nothing, and my back's hurt. And thank you, James. You awesome. But... Well, that's all through history. There was like, I think it's like, what, one-fourth of all the cowboys out west and stuff were supposedly black? Yeah, they were like, if you got freed as a slave, like, it was like, I can go into cattle out west. And yep. da, da, da. Dude, in Texas, hang on, that was, let me tell you something. Black people in Texas, uh, like people everywhere, not everyone you meet, but like for the most part, I loved the attitude of like, yeah, we're black. We do the black rodeo, which is blacks only. And we'll work circle around you white cowboys. Y'all ain't got nothing on us. We can work from before the sun comes up till before the sun goes down out. Do you know what? 
That is the most awesome racist attitude to have. I kind of want to see a black rodeo. Dude, oh, I never went to it, but like talking to people in Kearns, Texas, like the local black folks, I mean, they're like farmers that hold I, open why the door am I for you. like a dude riding a bull to DMX? Like, <laughs> I well, like, dude, all right, there was one black chick I went to college with over there. Her name was uh, Destiny, and she was all in it. And like, it is this real, it's something I genuinely like. And it is like all of her Facebook pictures and stuff like that. Like I still keep up with her is like, here's me on my horse with the headstall I made with the, you know, my perfect set. So it's like that rodeo kind of attitude, but also with a, with a dash of, we was Kings, (laughs) like just a little, that's awesome. I love that version of it, of like, look how badass we are. And I'm like, that's perfectly awesome to have. Oh yeah. But crusades. Okay. (laughs) All right, this was something I was thinking of the other day. While they're distracted, <laughs> yeah, but th- we take back the Holy Land. <laughs> what? I saw the meme the other day. It's like, gun to your head. Who does the land belong to, Israel or Palestine? And it shows uh, uh, Superman. What's his name? Clark Kent? Not Clark Kent, but the actor. Oh, uh, uh, dang it. Handsome fella. But he goes, Rome. <laughs> it's, all, it's always been Rome's. Uh, but like, on the Crusades, I was thinking about this. It's like I've read, I've read chunks of the Quran, and unlike the Bible, you know, the Bible's got a pretty hard line on like Old Testament. God tells you to kill whole villages. New Testament, don't do that. Like Jesus, except for pedophiles, I think. Outside of that, Jesus is like, be nice to everybody. Not, not come, not be nice to everybody. Yeah, that's where that's where a lot of the problem that where Jesus kind of gets painted as a hippie, where he's really not. He says, and Jesus actually says when he comes back, he's coming with a sword. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but it's uh, you're supposed to be more understanding and try to help them, try to yes, try to to, to try to turn them back yeah. around, not just love them just as is. It's no, like, yeah. to love them to point them in the right direction. Well, like one of the cool things I heard was like, how many people did Jesus walk away from in the Bible, and it's like. 20 or something like that where he's just like oh you don't want my help see ya yeah. like, uh, you don't have to bye, bye. and uh, like saying that with but he the, also took a whip to tax collectors oh that's my favorite part yeah. <laughs> that is my oh oh, you're mixing business with my religion yeah. nah I'm, I'm losing my mind which I gotta say alright we're, we're getting into some religious talk today I didn't even really plan on it like what is Sunday when I go to a church and I see a music video, like a gospel music video, dude, I start like, not like foaming at the mouth or getting red, but like all my autism starts kicking in of like, all right, this music video, someone paid these actors to stand there and make these expressions. Someone hired a cameraman, someone hired a producer, someone hired an editor, someone hired a marketer to market this to different churches. Where's all this money going? Who's paying this money? Why are you mixing money in with the God? And like do anything I see like that. Just I don't start. see that total. I see it like it's, if it's going into an ex- excess, because on one hand you got to be like, they're doing it to promote the religion, sure. which is to get it out there. But it's when you start making an excess because the Bible's pretty clear that, you know, rich men don't get into heaven and all this stuff. You're supposed to get it back. And I'll tell you this. So like I said, I, you've got you've to make money to keep it going and to give it, be able to get it out there and circulate to spread the message. But when you're making millions and then it's just going in your pocket, that's but where I draw the line. Here's even my thing. I think, hey, hey, I'm a man who loves some profit. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you're doing it in the name of secularism or in the name of, like, I want oh, money. Oh, I'm going to have a hard time getting through the eye of that needle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, dude, like, I've heard preachers try to spin that story. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, Jesus says something along the lines of a rich man has as much of a chance to get into heaven. It's easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of an... Or, uh, or, camel. A, or a camel to pass through an eye of an needle than a, a rich, rich man, man to get into heaven. I have heard preachers... Methodist preachers sit there and try to spin that. Oh no, the eye of a needle is actually this gateway at a certain place in Jerusalem. And they're talking about, it's like, it's okay to get rich. And I was like, you are perverting this in such a horrible no. way. There's so much of that. And I think it's, it's, it's just because way, cause it shows that you end up worshiping money. Yeah. And here's my thing on like, if you want to pour your heart and soul into a Christian production to promote the religion, I'm not against that. But, like, 
people used to do this for free and they would get skinned alive if they got yeah. caught doing it. Like, well, and like, you're like, you're like, you start looking at like all the mega churches and their jets. It, and the, well, even like, so the mega churches is what you see, but what you don't see is all the literal corporations tied to them that depend on these churches buying their product. Like they are geared towards it. Know, book like, companies from a, from a uh, capitalist perspective though what oh a, what a brilliant absolutely like yeah yeah, yeah. like as a scam 10 out of 10 like what what a great scam uh because i believe a lot of these people are much more secular than they are religious even if they say different because oh, like they, if, they're just they're in the game of trying to sell yeah. salvation yeah and i like i even rather see, than lead to salvation that's why like the church i go to now there is no music videos there is no smoke screens or rock bands or any laser shit. It is a dude, a book, and at most, the what they spend money on is lights, air conditioning, and gospel books. Ah, that's the that's the, the church right there by the downtown. Yes, yeah, yeah that's right. Like, Bible school as a little kid, and like, dude, I'll say like, it's cool because you kind of go like down. There's a down under stairs, like under the ground. Yeah, and there's a balcony upstairs, yeah. like like the black churches you see in movies. Like that, that probably been too scared or like when somebody's trying to break up a wedding (laughs) yeah yeah, there's always a balcony but so like i have always y'all have heard me on this show i've always had criticisms of churches and like i can stand right there with an atheist that's like a religious hater and go toe-to-toe with not toe-to-toe but i can like agree with them on like 99 percent of the stuff they say that's wrong with churches well, like religion's like the biggest problem with religion. Yeah. yeah. What what did Gandhi say? Supposedly, I don't know if this is true, but read it on Facebook, so it has to be. Uh, somebody asked him, like, why aren't you a Christian? And he said, I'd absolutely be a Christian if it wasn't for Christians. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... Uh, and like I said, I always go back to, like, the martyrs who were like, oh, you're burning my family and I alive. I forgive you and I love you, Roman state. I'm like, well, there's two possibilities if there's a God and Christ is real. Either those people were crazy to do that or they were right. Yeah. And it's like, that's my hardest, that's my single hardest part on calling myself a Christian. Is like, I don't, you're, you're, you're trying to hurt my daughter or my son. It's like, ah, that's, this goes out the window. I turn into Joel from The Last of Us and just start popping doctors. Uh, sorry, played that game recently and it's got a good ending. But saying that, like going to church, I've mostly gone to church in the past nine years for two reasons, like to make my mom happy and to give my kids like a good foundation of, and I've all my criticisms of church, I've let stay quiet in my head and not, but I've been thinking, no, no, like, you know, there's a boomer saying I've brought up before, try when you're doing the right thing. Normally, the right thing is the harder of two choices to make. Like, it's the choice you really don't want to make out of the two bad choices. I think there's something to just, no matter the religion, getting up and going to a building and praying to something like bigger than yourself for an hour. I don't know if it's universal harmony. I don't know what, like, pick your religion and what you want to call it. I think there's something really special to that. There is my, my, the reason I don't like church, I shouldn't say it that way. I like church. I like the sermon, like when I'm in there. I'm, I don't like crowds. Me neither. I hate walking in and having to like, hi, how are you? I hate the, it. Like, I can't stand that. It makes me extremely uncomfortable. Mm. Hi, turn talking to your neighbor. Oh, I would rather get hit by a truck. Oh, the church changes it's, this wave. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like, uh, because that's like, it's it's like double because that's like extremely like draining to me. Yeah, like emotionally. You need like, a nap after church. Like it's like, but then like I'm oh I'm so glad I saw the sermon and like too. So I kind of enjoy like either listening like either like on TV or truthfully like I my best like times are like like when I'm out in the pastures when I talk to God and do different things like it's just out in nature creation like I feel closer there than or if like I said if you could just if I could just teleport into the sermon. Yeah. And then teleport directly back out of it would be perfect. But do, and like everybody's so nice. It's not like I'm saying like they're being hypocritical or, you know, because there's that in the church. It's just that that's just not my personality. I just don't, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Well, I, I'll say this. Like I, I've, uh, I don't like, like I'm an introvert too, except for the fact I have a stupid ass podcast, stupid butt podcast working on the cussing. But 
something like on a side note, I was really surprised with. Uh, going into church, the, uh, like the past couple of weeks that I've gone, I don't know. It's helped me out in a way that that church normally has hasn't in quite a while. It's made me think about things differently. But I want to get back to the the rabbit hole that got us on this: the Crusades. Reading like the chunks of the Quran I have, and I know it's separated into like four pillars. Like we have Old Testament, New Testament, and the Bible. I might be butchering the Quran a little bit. Sorry, Muslim listeners, but it's like there's four like main big parts of it. And it's all kind of intermixed with, like, forgive people or sometimes kill them. Like, it's like, depends on the... I I don't understand it. The little bit I've pieced together, I think, I think it is supposed to be, like, the religion of peace. But at the same time, if they do something in the name, like, it absolves... They're absolved from sin if they do it in the name of Allah or for Allah is how it... I don't know. Well, it, it kind of... I think it's very situational. It's kind of uh, like Christianity, God wills it. Like it's- <laughs> well, and like, it, and like, you know, some people I've heard Muslims that like, I'm talking about back in like the 1400s or thir- when like the golden age of Islam, when they're like where we get our Arabic numbers from, that they're like, like there's really big scholars in Islam that are like, we know we've interpreted this like to kill everyone that doesn't believe. Before like the Arabian horse got really weird looking. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> uh, at least according to the drawings. But they, uh, he's like, uh, you know, but maybe like we should just try to convert people through debate instead of like trying to kill them. And so like there's but they also have a history kind of like Christianity does of like what's the right way to go about this. Just depends which time area you're talking about. But something I can't. So I can understand them from certain parts of their philosophy going, well, yeah, come in here and take the Holy Land where Muhammad lived and kill everyone that doesn't believe. Like I can. It's not right. I can wrap my head around it if they Is look at their book. Is that where they think Muhammad lived? Was also in Jerusalem? I don't know. <laughs> I did something he wrote him like in a cave in a mountain somewhere, I think is what it was. But I know they make the... I don't know enough about it to really speak a whole lot on it. I know they're, they're supposed to make the pilgrimage to Mecca once a year, I believe. Where the hell's Mecca? That's not Israel. Yeah, I don't... I think it's like Saudi Arabia where they yeah. pray to like... they all. That's the circle you've seen where they're all walking around a big like... Uh, it's like a big box that has dark curtains over it. Yeah. And you'll see like a hundred thousand people walking in a circle around it. I think that's like a meteorite that they say God sent down from heaven or something. Anyways, it's where Sodom and Gomorrah was. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they have significance, but like, so I get their reasoning for the crusades. I don't get how you read Jesus and you go, yeah, Oh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get how like you read Jesus's words and go, we got to go down there and kill a lot of people that don't believe this. Now, there's a part of me that gets it. If like you read the ancient Assyrians and like what they did to people and it's like, oh, in the name of God, we've got to go down there and stop this horrible stuff and make it better for them. But reading Jesus, that, that one's a hard nugget for me to like get through. Um, can't remember where exactly I was going with that. Certainly so, with the Crusades. Bible talk with the bandit. Uh, <laughs> So you're trying to say the Crusades weren't justified by the Bible then? I don't, I mean, maybe there's a good argument out there that I haven't I don't. Heard. I don't see where in the Bible it says we had to go back and re, retake. Re, retake the Holy Land. Other no. than the fact that it was, that is where our religion comes mm. from and yeah. we want to hold like, other, other than that, I don't see where in the Bible it needs to be like. I get the secular view of it of like, this is our history, it's Mine, but yeah. it, like, not like I don't get the religious, like Jesus said to do this. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same boat. If it, <laughs> children's crusade, <laughs> just saying, got all these mouths to feed. <laughs> so, all right, enough with that talk. Uh, what's been big in the news besides Israel and Palestine? Cause I'm going to dig into that with a show. Palestine and Israel. All right. That is putting a new spin on it. <laughs> we are still a uh, speakerless as far as our House of Representatives go. Gun to your head, who do you pick if you had to pick somebody? Damn it, is John Fetterman a senator? Yes. Nah, I can't pick him. He'd be my pick. Just because he's too stupid? Yeah. It's either, as is now, having no speaker. I think that's the best. I think they're going to fumble the ball and a Democrat will get it. Sure, I hope so. I, like, I literally want whoever is the dumbest excuse of a human ever to have that position. Oh, so Cortez. 
Sure. Wait, Cortez? Like, Hernando? Yeah, no, she's, but she can't do it anyways. Oh, AOC, AOC, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I still don't trust Matt Gates. Very punchable face. One of the most punchable faces Some I've of his ever. Eyebrows, Something. like his, his eyebrows and his hair, and like his jaw, head. and like he looks like a cigarette salesman from the fifties. He looks like he could be a bad guy in Mad Men, and I never saw Mad Men, but oh, I got a comparison in my head, but I'm not. You can't can't find. It. I can't I can't do the names. He looks he looks like a young version of another actor that's kind of an asshole in a lot of roles, but I can't. He's kind of got a fatter face with a fat nose, but I can't remember who he is. What he, it, I can't remember the names to Google it. But I'll... Anyways, I will say this. Like, I don't trust him, but I think it's a good thing he got this guy out of Speaker of the House. Do I trust the, you know, whatever I think about trusting the Republicans or the Democrats to do the right thing? I always try to remember the, like, three or four of them I know about from each party that are decent people that seem like, you know, for if you're if you're on the conservative side, it's like Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, uh Two or three others that are like okay and kind of represent your views. And then there's like 250 other ones that don't. Yeah. And on the Democrats, for every, I'm not even big on RFK. I like what some of the stuff he's saying, but it's like for every one of him, there's a hundred yeah. that are that are just horrible. Well, one thing, like I said, I'm not, I don't really have a whole lot against Jim Jordan. I mean, you might not be a fan. I haven't, I, I haven't just placed, I haven't seen any like super negative. Yeah. The one thing that gripes me is the fact that the majority of the U.S. population or Republican population is screaming for Jim Jordan to be the yep. speaker, and they're, the people that are they're supposed to be there for them are just blatantly not listening and like trying to put all these other randoms in. Like well, it's just, and they're doing behind closed door meetings, and it's basically who's going to follow. I can't cite my sources on this. My <laughs> problem with Jim Jordan has been. I don't know if it's in particular anything I've heard him say. He is from Ohio. Ugh. Yeah, that's like my one Ugh. something. Yeah. Don't like that. Um, but like, it's the stuff I've heard him not say. And what I mean by that, I can't pinpoint the argument, but I know I've heard him say something along the lines of like, you know, he he's one of these Republicans, I would call themselves a constitutionalist, right? Yeah. And like during COVID, I'll say this: he went to the bat, and he. Oh like, my God, he's still alive. Ron Paul, Ron, can we start a campaign? Ron Paul for speaker, even though she's old and feeble. Like just that's dude. Like, he still rides his bike like nine miles. That's a day. what I'm saying. Just old, feeble Ron Paul that's going to still just be super make him, stubborn, but not get anything done. Make like, him the God Emperor. <laughs> Hook him up to a machine and keep him alive. <laughs> no, because then because you it, imagine just his voice like commanding like thunder. No, <laughs> that was free bananas. <laughs> Go watch up bad le- bad left reading Ron Paul. You'll die. You'll it's, it's great. Um, here'd be the problem with Ron Paul. As much as he is like the dream of that happening, him not getting elected to anything and getting cheated out of anything, everything. Not at first, but that is like slowly the reason I have like come to discover that this just needs to go. There's no, there's no saving it. There's not this federal government, but like I want whoever is become speaker of the house to be so distasteful and so distrustful to so many Americans. They stop listening to Washington. I think that's kind of already. It's starting. Um, What do you think about the, uh, like the convention of States? Do you think that would have, if, if they could actually get it going, would ever be able to do anything or. I don't think they will. I think it'd be, it's a great idea. You know, I, I, if you heard me a year ago, I think I was saying something like make, uh, the, who the hell's our governor? He just slipped my mind. Tall cowboy DeSantis. boots. Yeah. DeSantis. Make him like prime minister of Florida or whatever. But it's like, none of these guys have the nuts to go against their political donors. The, the problem is it's not even that if they're not bought, they don't even ever get close exactly. to like a higher position. They're not going to be on the, the TV. Step. Like, yeah, yeah, you're like, I'm like at your County levels and your, your lower levels. There are a lot of great free thinkers, standalone. People. Also a lot of crooks, yeah. mostly crooks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but your crooks are the only ones that go oh, to yeah. the next level. You're when I worked at my government job and like, God bless them. The, the nicest people I knew there were the bottom level. 
Yep. And they were like the county affiliates, and they were like, well, I'm trying to help a farmer, and we just got to follow these rules, and we'll help you out, by golly. And it's like, the ones that advance are psychopathic, lying, manipulative, yeah. ass-kissers, and it's like, it, I, I really hope, I don't think it's going to come from anything the Constitution said, sadly. I wish it would. Constitutionalists, my boys, my, my patriot boys, I'm with y'all. I would like for that to happen. Yeah. But I do not see any mechanism to accomplish that. I don't see, I don't see, uh, t- you don't 24 see governors getting together and going, Hey, even though we all get donations from BlackRock and Israel and all these apparatus that depend on us staying connected to Washington, we're going to defy all of our donors and do the right thing and meet and discuss how we're going to break away from the federal government. That ain't going to happen. What I believe is more likely is for a group. It might be a neighborhood. It might be a portion of a state. It might be a whole state. I don't, I don't know if my hopes are that, but they're going to go, they're going to go Amish and they're just going to go. We're not listening. We're done. I really want to be Florida, but I got this gut feeling. It's going to be New Hampshire. Oh, it might be. I don't know, dude. New Hampshire did some weird stuff. Uh, the big organization, get a little bit into the deep fringe politics. Sorry, everybody. So if y'all have been paying attention to me, I, I pay a lot of attention to the state of New Hampshire when it comes to libertarian things because they are like very much like, screw off, die. You will take our machine guns over our cold, dead bodies. Like They are yeah. very brazen with a lot of the stuff they say. And on a positive note, uh, the judges in California uh, ruled the, the assault gun ban in California unconstitutional. That's good. But like even, you know, it, true. I'm, that's a good thing. Was it the Supreme Court or was it the state? I think it's a state federal okay. judge. Good for that. And you know, every now and then the courts do something that surprised me that I would have bet that they wouldn't have done. Um, but there's a part of me that wonders, you know, I think it was Dave Smith that was talking about it. You know, like, they passed gun control in a place like Australia, right? And after that, like, you look at what they did throughout the COVID lockdowns. Yeah, like they, going they lost insane. the war to the emus. <laughs> they did lose the war to the emus before they took their guns in the, <laughs> in the government's defense. But, and I have my problems with modern conservative America. Like, a whole lot of my, my autism Chunks could go off the scales on like my criticisms of it. But I really think there is something to you just can't tell the even these rednecks that you're like, I, we ought to die for Israel because they're our brother in the Middle East and our da, da, da. like that dumb hayseed hick that's just repeating all the Fox News talking points. You ain't taking his gun. Yeah. Like you're going to be able to man- manipulate him in a lot of different ways. Good luck taking all these truckers, these ghetto guys, these... We're all broke. A lot of them are broke now, too, and don't have a lot to live for. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting hairier and hairier out there. But <clears throat> there's something very special to America of that culture of over my no. damn dead body. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping... Oh, so back back to Jim Jordan. Some of the things, and I'm not saying he said exactly this, but I've heard him make arguments where I'm like, you're leaving important parts out of this. Like, it's, it's something along the lines of, and this might have not even been the subject, but it's like these conservative representatives or senators who, like, start quoting the Constitution or start quoting stuff, and they're like, like, my best, my favorite example is when you hear one of them say something along the lines of, if only our founders would have just been more clear with the Second Amendment. It's like, oh, you son of a bitch. They were very clear. It's not just that part, Mr. Constitutional Lawyer. There's the Federalist and Anti-Federalist papers. There's all these quotes that my dumb... the fact that they shot the previous government. Yeah, yeah. like, (laughs) Like, and they lay out why, and they lay out like, hey, don't let the federal government do nothing unless you got a gun to their head, and you're watching their every move. It's like... Anytime these constitutional conservatives leave that part out of that argument, I'm like, you're a psyop. You're you're here as like a sheep herder to get the group like away from the main thing like that. That infuriates me more than any communist or socialist or liberal. I'm like, you're manipulating my people. Yeah. And I hate you more. So like Jim Jordan, and he might not have been talking about the Second Amendment. And he was great on some COVID stuff, but I'm like, 
you're leaving out stuff like that. Yeah. I can hear it in you. I just know he poses. It seems he seems to butt heads with a lot of the other Republicans. So, what does he butt heads about? Usually the spending. Okay. So I'll give him like if nothing else, we get somebody there just to put the pump the brakes on throwing money away. I tell you what, talking. There's about, no fixing it, but you can at least pump the brakes. Is how I'm looking at it. You know what, man? In our lifetime, no one has so much as let the gas off the accelerator, let alone pumped the brakes. Like they keep mashing the accelerator down. Got, all right, Trump and Trump's slight Trump defense. He didn't push down the accelerator as hard as everybody else. At, no, no. Before COVID, he outspent everybody. So then COVID hit and he smashed the accelerator down on spending. And every no one has even attempted to touch the brakes in our lifetime. And we get news. All I know is that we're literally have just like we're living through nothing but like what's going to be in history books. Yeah. Like it's the equivalent of like, I think the only other generation that had it worse was like the, the, the ones born like right in the early 1900s. Yeah. They basically did the same thing we're going through eh, now. I don't know. There's been tons of people that have had it a lot worse throughout history. I meant for like an American. Okay. An true. Ameri- like, cause you know, they got, they got the world wars. They did mm. have the great depression. They've got, I mean, we don't, we haven't had the world wars, but we've mm. had the pandemic. They had the, the, the Spanish flu pandemic. Yeah. They, the same thing. And, on the note of like, like yes, it's want to know how bad it's going to get, but it's going to get bad. Um, no, it's going to get worse. And who and who knows? Maybe they can bail them out and keep the keep the ball. You know, the best analogy I think I've ever heard of the economy is from Keith Knight. Uh, go, go ahead. The old people in charge are going to keep it going just long enough for them sure. to die. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then it's our then it's our problem. The American economy is like is like a dead carcass that all these buzzards are coming up to, and they're going, "I'm gonna get as much out of this meat as I can before it totally rots and fly away, because then, then my belly will scraps. be full." But ah, oh shit! I was about to go somewhere important with that. Uh, oh, the best like analogy I've ever heard about the economy ever since the Progressive Era, which is the early 1900s, late 1800s. That was when we really started getting this idea of like, we can make money, like literally make new money and spend that. And that way we don't have to pass a new tax. And they thought it was like a smart way to get around like, oh, now we can afford things that we don't have to tax the populace for. So they don't feel the hurt and we can still buy things. And it's immediately after that World War One. Yeah, we can spend so much money we make we spend billions making new cannons and new bullets and new, like the scale of it went so insane. If we would have been taxed for World War One, like you have to pay directly for what we're about to spend money on, the U.S. public wouldn't have ever gotten involved. Yeah, they'd be like, "No, we can't afford it." Like literally, it's too much. We would all be broke. But then the Lusitania went down. Conveniently. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to what I was saying about conservatives that are these sheeps and wolves clothing other way around wolves and sheep clothing <laughs> hey episode title <laughs> but, uh, they so like the past five years i walked by fox news i still live with my mother although some news happened and i'm about to get my own house i'm so freaking excited about that finally 33 about time come on housing market crash baby crash um but The past five or six years, I've walked by Fox News, and I've heard some of these conservatives, these talking heads, speaking. And even on some of my YouTube and some of my podcasts, the the less extreme conservatives have been saying some things that really tickled my fancy. It's really been uh, appealing to me. They're like, hey, you know, I might have been like pro-Iraq war back in the day, but I really saw the light, and I've come around, and, you know, we don't need this government doing crazy things. Maybe they were right. Maybe the Patriot Act will be used against us. Uh, And I've been like, hey, maybe these people are kind of seeing the light. Maybe they're kind of waking up to how bad all this really is. And then Israel and Palestine happened. It's just made everybody stupid. Nah, I don't know. Or it's just showing how dumb everybody really is. I think it's showing how greedy they really are. No, I'm I mean, wrong. There, don't get me wrong. I want to know how to make money off of it. Yeah, but. there's there's the dumb ones. There's the true believers that are just dumb on both sides. Like it's the, like that. Uh, it's that 
Comedy Central show where the guy's like driving around and says, I gotta figure out how to make money on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't believe me. Boeing and, and uh, Raytheon sure have been I doing bought that. Lockheed Martin stock. Should have. It's, it's rising. Um, but it's like, I'm sure y'all have all heard enough about Israel and Gaza and the specifics of what's going on there. And I'm going to get into it a little bit, but that's that's not the main chunk that of it. That place is blowing up in the news. Yeah, yeah it's getting really big. <laughs> or really small, depending on the building you're talking about. Um, but so uh, in Israel a couple weeks ago, a terrorist attack with ninjas on parasails coming in with M4s. Hmm, how'd they get them M4s? Shocker. Uh, American-made weapon. Surprising it ended up in their hands. But they flew in, they massacred like a music fest, and since then, Israel's been going the uh, full tilt on Gaza, and and Palestine and the Palestinians have been leading some resistance against them. Uh, and then there's an insurrection that's been going on. and uh, Yeah, there, uh, but I'll say this, I think it's as much of an insurrection <laughs> as January 6th is. Which, that's what I, I said. Yeah, yeah, it's which is not much of one. Like, it's a bunch of people showing up to the Capitol to protest, and, and some and, of them are and, being stupid. Part of me wants to be like, throw them in jail because the same thing, but at the same time, I don't think the January Sixers should have been should have been thrown in jail, so I don't think you should technically throw these people in jail. You know the lectern guy? Yeah. Yeah, he had the best tweet, I thought. He goes, I believe these people should be punished less than I was. Yeah. And I was like, that, which if y'all don't know, he's the guy that on January 6th, he was just some dumb drunk pothead that was there. It was like, Florida man. A Florida, Florida man. man. He is a Florida man from these neck of the woods. He's like, I'm going to grab a lectern and walk out with it. And went to jail. And I think he brought it, like, he didn't even steal it. He just, like, moved it to another part of the they building. Took a fit. And, and he's great. Most of his tweets have something to do with a politician standing in front of a lectern. And yeah. I'm like, that's, you're, you're great. You're based. But, um, so, yeah, you got lefties going wild, which... You know, to me, it's one of those things that's almost like the, the I'm not going to get too much into it. It's so surprising to me that's like, if you're left wing, you're Palestine. And if you're right wing, you're Israel. I'm like, couldn't like a socialist be pro-Israel? Right. Couldn't a hardcore conservative be like pro-Palestine, like for their own... what? Why do we all have to get in these camps based on these other things we believe that aren't related to the subject? Because we've got really old books. Yeah, true. Okay, okay. Really old books. I think the best the best analogy is the uh, is the Family Guy skit where there's like the Middle East is all peaceful and then like some random guy comes out of the, he's like, "Hey, did you hear a baby was born in Bethlehem?" And then they all just instantly start stabbing <laughs> each other. It's almost like the Irish inventing alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all super geniuses before that. But like my main so. Pick your opinion on, I'll, I'll give you my like slight bias. I know Israel, uh, the state, I'm not talking about Jews. When I'm, I'm talking about Israel, the state, the government, the gang that runs this area. That's how I think of all governments, really. It's the gang in charge. Yeah, it's, uh, it's organized crime on the elite level. Yeah. And I believe, you know, after World War II, Britain made some promises they couldn't keep, rounded up a bunch of Jews, put them in there, put them in charge of stuff then made a state out of it. And, uh, which understandably Palestine has a right to be pissed about. Oh yeah. And that's like, and a lot of how, like I've been listening to a lot of Ben Shapiro been listening to a lot of Dave Smith, correct. Ben Shapiro. But I've been like, what is y'all's like, let me see if you're authentic. And they will tell you all these details about Israel and including Sean Hannity and all these conservative talking heads about how, well, you know, Israel's just like the democracy of the Middle East, and we're trying to, it's like, you're in purposefully leaving out a big chunk of history with this. Yeah. And if you, like, don't get me wrong, someone could be of the pro-Israeli state, if they include all the history that's happened, I'll be like, all right, you're like a reasonable person, like, you're, you're authentically trying to figure this out, and you have this belief right. that's different than mine. I can understand and acknowledge that. It's when you're cherry picking the history that I sit there and go like, you're being deceptive and you're trying to make me believe you're, you're wanting me to come to a conclusion. You're trying to trick me into it. Right. And so I personally just, there's no good answer. No. It's, I mean, it's just a spider web. The, one of the videos that change and like, I, I keep this in mind. Like I, so my like natural, my natural bias growing up was pro Israel since I've learned a lot more. I am much, I am more sympathetic to innocent people in Palestine. 
Not the Hamas, not the, but like these videos I've seen of kids. There's tons of people on both sides that are just. Well, like, dude, I've seen like, and I, I'm aware when I see these videos from like a Palestinian YouTube channel, like it's their bias. Like they're yeah. showing me, they're going to show me Israeli soldiers acting the worst they could possibly act. They're not going to show them giving out teddy bears and food supplies. Right. Uh, but like the ones I've seen, so I keep that in mind. It's almost like those screw the police videos you see. It's like, I know you're going to show me that this cop at his worst moment on the worst day. Like I'm so that I go from there. Like, dude, there's videos I've seen of like kids going to school with like their teacher in the IDF, the Israeli descent. Like this is in Palestine. This ain't like on, on one side of the Israeli wall. It's on the outside. Israeli soldiers going up to them with like ARs and putting them in their faces and going like, get against the fucking wall, you piece of shit. And I'm like, dude, if I was a kid going through that. One of the one of the farmers we worked for and flew for in Illinois, he went and, um, to Israel and stuff. And he said, it's really changes your mind, like what's going on. He's like, you do see how one sided it is. And he like he he went, you know, to go you know, tour Israel and you know, the whole Jerusalem. He saw it all. And he saw it all. And he's like, I see why Palestine's. Oh, mad the way they are dude I, i've seen videos I've, I've talked about it on here it's like some palestinian i'm not picking one side or the other i'm just saying there's a lot of everything's painted one-sided and you know hey on hey on you say you're not on one side or the other and they say the sides are the state of israel and the state of palestine those are the sides you have to pick or not pick it's like i'm on the side i've i'll say it i've said it before you either just stay the hell out of there or you glass the whole region because a, they're going to kill each other at the end of time. And, and it's terrible, but there's, it's there, they're both religions say neither one can exist. So I don't know how yeah. at the core you, well, even then I think like you can both religions say that, that exists, but you shouldn't glass the whole region, d- but no, I'm just saying, no, but even like there are parts of the religion that say neither one should exist, but there's also been faithful practitioners of that religion that are like, I've come to the understanding I don't need to kill humans. So yeah, like, uh, the side I'm always on, no matter the country, no matter where it's at, the dude that is minding or woman who is minding their own shit and not trying to screw with other people. If they're Israeli or they're Jewish or they're or, or Palestinian or Chinese or whatever, the guy who's like, this is my property. I'm trying to manage it and make a living. Please leave me alone. Yeah, I will always be on that guy's side. Because I understand, oh my God, do I understand that. <laughs> but, uh, and I understand if someone like takes that from you, like being filled with righteous anger. Right. So saying that, like the people that were born in Israel that are in a sticky spot, because like that is kind of their homeland. They were born there, like the Jews that were born in Israel. Like I understand they're like, I grew up on these streets. Uh, this is my home. But it's like, your granddaddy, not your granddaddy, but the troops that came here and made it okay for your granddaddy to live there had to put a gun to somebody's head and say, get out of your home. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm like, well, that's also been happening for thousands of years in the same exact spot. All over the world. That's been happening yeah, that's for thousands. Like, that, that's human nature. So it's, it's like, I said, there's just, I don't have a right. There is not a right answer. What you just said is absolutely correct. There is not a right answer, but what we need to watch out for, and Dave Smith put it best. This is where this, this is, is where a, might makes right, and uh, the, the winner goes to spoils. Is how I look at it. I wouldn't. And we just everybody just stay the hell out. Let them let them get it over with. There is something useful you can learn from this horrible conflict, and that's what I've like. What I said earlier about who's telling the whole truth. It's in the stress test. You can smell who's really being honest and who isn't. Because like. I'll tell you who someone I, I don't think you know who he is, but he's pretty big on YouTube. He started Rumble. Dave Rubin. The past, like he used to work for the Young Turks and like MSNBC. Okay. And over the past 10 years, he went from that. He was like a gay socialist. And like, he's still gay and like married to a dude. You can tell by talking to him. But he he was pro-Trump. Like that's how far he, he went. He's like, I'm just an American. I used to call myself a classical liberal. I guess I'm kind of a libertarian, but now right. I'm like a conservative libertarian. I'm pro-Trump and pro-life and da da And I'm like, all right, maybe. And he's like, you know, we got it. He's one of these that were like, maybe you were right about the Patriot Act and it being used against us. And need to watch out. As soon as this Israel stuff happened, it's like, well, of course we have to defend Israel. Of course we have to trust our CIA intelligence about what is happening. And it's like, oh, you haven't meant 
any of the shit you've said the past yeah. 10 years. This has been a big grift. The Sean Hannity's, the Ben Shapiro's that will like, they will tell you the history of the Israel-Palestine conflict, but they'll conveniently not mention, I don't know, the USS Liberty. Yeah. They'll conveniently not mention, oh, dude. That, that, that Israel was just whipped into existence in the 1940s. That God but, willed it. Yeah. And, and though there was, no, what, what was the saying? A, la- a people without land for a land without people. But it's like, like people were living there. Israel has always been a nation. That's what everybody says. Israel's always, no, Israel has always been a nation, but they haven't actually had borders always. They've always kind of moved. Like, I mean, at one point point they were in Egypt. Yeah, that's like. So it's always, it's kind of, they've. they've I don't want to say Israel's always been a culture. Yeah, well, I mean, I say a nation is like a nation of just the people. So I feel like a nation has proper boundaries. Like, generally agreed upon, but Israel's been loosey-goosey all throughout time. I mean, so has everyone, but I mean, Jews really did a number of moving yeah. around. But that's that's kind of how I mean it. Yeah. So it's but uh, so no, there's just there's just no. I feel like there's no right answer here. I feel like you want to take a side whoever's not being the most evil, but I'm not calling oh. either side. I, it's just, dude. There's just but no. I got no right answer. I'll tell you who I believe has shined through this conflict. Like as much as this conflict, I'm talking about. I'm less talking about the conflict itself and who is right or wrong. I'm talking more about the media coverage of it. Like how how can you read these people? And whereas like the bit I knew how Ben Shapiro was going to be. Um, I knew how that Dave Rubin kind of surprised me. There's a couple of others, but it's like the people that have passed the stress test, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, just effed up, Gr- effed up on both sides. Yeah, and he's and well, he just like very blatantly is like, why should America send its money to get involved? Is Israel the fifty-first state? Is like and like he really is like, why is this like? I'm against us sending the money to Ukraine, as much as I'm against us sending money to Israel for this. And he like almost went into like, who stands to benefit from this? Yeah. Oh, the it's weapon not, it's companies. It's not like one side is just murdering another. It's no. most, both sides are murdering each other. Yeah. Like, and as much as you, and I'll hear, Hamas is murdering innocent people. It's like, agreed, and whoever murders an innocent person should be set on fire. It's like, but Israel has a history of... Israel didn't just retaliate back no. on Hamas. They're like just bombing everything. E- like even beforehand, I think like they killed like 57 Palestinian children in the last year yeah, before this. Like I said, there's... It's, and you kill my kid? Oh, huh, game on, dude. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's its just a whole bag of worms over there. I was listening to Dave Smith's, like, excellent interview of Glenn Greenwald. And if y'all know who Glenn Greenwald is, he's hes like another Julian Assange. Like, he really, he had to move to Brazil. I don't know if he had to move to Brazil, but he moved to Brazil to, like, get away from American intelligence. He's exposed a ton of stuff. And he's like a lefty. But he's a good, he's a lefty you can talk to. And uh, dude, one of the things he said that melted my mind. And so like if you are a U.S. corporation that has a contract with the federal government or in, I believe any of the state governments, you have to sign a bunch of waivers on how you're a good American and how you won't commit treason and how you won't da 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 da. One of the waivers you have to sign is that you will never boycott Israel. And Glenn Greenwald put this into perspective. He goes, let me let me like lay this out. He goes, whenever Oklahoma said we ain't allowing trans in bathrooms, the state of New York boycotted the state of Oklahoma. Like the governor was like, no things from Oklahoma will be sold to our... Go-. So you're allowed to boycott another U.S. state. But not Israel. But not Israel. You are, and like, dude, there That's are, not kosher. dude, there are things, and I'll, maybe like I'll lead, let them out in the next podcast. I didn't really get prepared for them. The more you dig in to weird laws that apply to Israel from the United States, and they also happen to be the largest lobbying group in America, they give the most money to the United States federal government. And once you start connecting dots like that, and I, I know it's been an hour, we're going a little bit longer, I'm about to wrap it up. But like with Israel, the state of it, I'll leave it on like this last note. I can wrap my mind, for the most part, from what I know, about like the goals of the U.S. federal government. 
like the goal is to like gain more control, get more revenue, uh, assume acquire more em, em, uh, power of empire throughout the world by those old fashioned means and with some new technology. Right. Right. I can wrap my mind around that. I can wrap my mind around uh, state department, federal departments like the FBI or the CIA or the Department of Education. Their goals are like get a bigger budget, uh, get more money in my pocket. Like the people that work there, I want more money in my pocket, more influence, more power, more control. I can wrap my head around a lot of that stuff. I cannot wrap my head around what the hell the state of Israel wants. The people at the top and like the Benjamin Netanyahu's and the ones we don't know the names of. It's like, why are you doing this this way? Why are you, another good example, why are you selling all this HRT care and stuff? Which like, if you want to do that, whatever you're fancy, this America, go be yourself. But it's like, you're the only one selling it to the United States and you've outlawed the sales of this within your border because you're a bunch of like conservatives. It's like, what are you getting at? What are you... What are you fucking around with? I can't. And that's the thing. I don't understand. Right. Like my conspiracies run wild because I'm like, I can't. Everything they're doing doesn't make a lot of sense against itself. So it's like, what's your end goal? Which, you know, might just, it could be something as simple as what it's always been with states and men of power. I want more power. I want more control. Could be that simple. We could go into dog-headed people territory, and I get wild on it. That's what I'm, I just, it's hard to tell where one ends and one, the, the other begins. You managed to squeeze it in. Yeah! <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's that. So the main thing from the state of Israel and, like, like Gaza, and I'll leave it at that, be wary of who you're listening to and how much of the truth they're trying to tell you. And that's, that's the good news on that. The better, the best news about it, I am seeing more right-wingers and conservatives in my life having a light bulb. Like, this was the big stress test of, like, I don't think what you're telling me is all true. Yeah. And that's good news for us going Amish. I'm not going Amish, but... Uh, I'm not even, but just stop listening to that. I can't grow a beard. Me neither. Yeah, we're, we're cursed with that. I can grow, like, shitty Joe Dirt facial hair. But anyways, guys, that's it. Follow us on Twitter. I'm still pumping stuff out. Uh, Merce is managing the Instagram. Uh, no, no, keep listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks or three weeks or a month or something. Whenever Merce finds if, time if in the schedule. If the world doesn't catch on fire before then. No, I might have a world war by then between China, Russia, and Israel. Only got six more months till I'm 35 and can't be drafted. Yeah, really? 35? Yeah. All right, I can dodge the law for two years. All right, guys, take care.